Um, one of them uh, is a biography of Clarence uh, Larkin. Um, you may have to share. <laughs> We've run out. Uh, here. Here. There you go. All right. <clears throat> That's just the, that tells you about him. Now this chart. I'm a visual learner. I don't know how y'all learn, but I I need something to help me. And this is his chart. Now, if you look down there in the corner, he. Let me find my glasses. He did it. <clears throat> In 1916, fifth, when were you born? 1923. See, it was before fifth was born. <laughs> <laughs> he did it in 1916. Now, am I telling you that the last word on Daniel is Clarence Yark? Uh, no. 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 But. It's a guide for us to go by, and we'll be using it through the, the, the study. So I folded it so you would can put it in your Bible and keep it, and bring it back week by week, and we'll talk about this. As you see at the top on the left, he says the chapter 1, the personal history of Daniel. And Art will pick that up next week, and he might get through it, and he may not. But we'll go from there. But there's oodles of information on this chart. And you can read about him in that biography. Okay. Alright, we'll set that aside because that's not where we're going to camp today. Alright, get the Excel sheet I've got. It's uh, it's uh, three pages. And... Uh, there's, as we go through the lesson today, there's uh, a couple of uh, scriptures I want you to keep in your head, if you can, and just bring them back up. Uh, one of them is 1 Samuel 15, um, verse 22. And if you remember when Saul went to war, God told him, he says, Kill everything. And he did. He brought back the king, he brought back sheep, he brought back oxen and everything else. And when Samuel went and confronted him, he says, He says, Saul, what have you done? He said, Well, I brought all this stuff back so we could sacrifice to the Lord. And Samuel said something a long, long, long time ago that you need to hang on to and take, take to the bank. He said, Saul, to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than sacrifice. When you were raising your children, all you wanted them to do was obey. I guarantee you that's, that was sufficient if they would just obey the next one is in 2 Peter. It's in 2 Peter chapter 3, 8 and 9, where Peter says that a day with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. The Lord doesn't, doesn't keep up with time, but He said 
He's not slack concerning his promises, but they will come to fruition. And we're going to see that on the chart this morning. What God said was going to happen, happened. It was a long time coming, but it happened. Take it to the bank. When God says something, it's going to happen. What did Isaiah say? Isaiah said, He is God and there is no other. With me? Okay. Now to this Excel sheet. I've asked some of our friends here to read. On the left part, starting with Exodus uh, up there, we, uh, we're going to read that. You can follow along in your text or just listen to these who are going to read. And then we're going to go to the right side of the page and talk about Jeremiah. And I'm going to stop around in the middle and talk about the chart on the front. Dan's going to read the Exodus portion. Exodus 19, 5-8. Now if you may be fully to keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words here to speak to the Israelites. So Moses went back and summoned the elders and the people, and sent before them all of the words the Lord had commanded him to speak. The people all responded together. We will do everything the Lord has said. So Moses brought the answer back to the Lord. And in verse 20, verse, chapter 20, verse 3 through 6, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make an image, make for yourself an image, in any form of anything in heaven above, on the earth beneath, and in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for their sins with their parents, for the third and fourth generation for those who hate me showing love to the thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Okay. Okay. The, what we're showing here, Exodus. Exodus 1491. Right up there. That scripture that Dan talked about, that's when it happened. He says, he says, I want you to love me and obey me. And they said, we will. They said, we will. He brought it back and he said, we will. All my covenants. And then he gave them the, 20th, the chapter 20, which is the Ten Commandments. And the start first out of the box, he says, you shall have no other gods before me. No other gods before me. You shall worship me and me alone. No other gods before me. None. Right here. 1491 B.C. Now let me say this about dates. I've, I've told you before. They're subjective. We could be plus or minus 100 years. I don't know. These are not with me. Original with me. A um, guy called Usher has put these together and I'm, 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 I'm using what he said. Okay, Larry's going to read what Joshua said. Okay, this has to do with uh, choosing who you will serve. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers 
serve beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And then the people answered, Or be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is our Lord, our God, who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery, and who did great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went, and among all the peoples from whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before all the peoples the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. But Joshua said to the people, You are not able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after having done your good. And the people said to Joshua, No, but we will serve the Lord. And Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. He said, Then put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, The Lord our God, we will serve, and his voice we will obey. Thank you, Larry. So, at the base of Mount Sinai, God gave the Ten Commandments, right here, 1491. About, what have I got on here? 1427. Just 40 years later, they wandered in here. They wandered in here, and they were fixing to go into, well, the promised land. And Joshua reminded them again. He said, obey the Lord. He said, choose you this day who you're going to serve, whether it's the gods of the past or the, the, the God of our fathers. And he said, we'll, we, we're going to be obedient and, and, and serve uh, the God of our fathers. He said, you are witnesses against yourself because you can't do it. Joshua told them that. Right here, he told them. He said, you can't do it. Now, go to 1 Kings chapter 2. And uh, I'll read for me. Thank you, baby. She's going to read... 1 Kings 2 and 1 Kings 9. As, David, as David's time to die drew near, he charged Solomon, his son, saying, I am going the way of all the earth. Be strong. Therefore, show yourself a man. Keep the charge of the Lord your God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his ordinances, and his testimonies according to what is written in the law of Moses, that you may succeed in all that you do and wherever you turn, so that the Lord may carry out this promise which he spoke concerning me. 
saying, If your sons are careful of their way, to walk before me in truth with all their heart, with all their soul, you shall not lap a man on the throne of Israel. 1 Kings 9, 1-9 Now it came about when Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that Solomon desired to do that the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time as he had appeared to him at the Gibeon. The Lord said to him, have heard your prayer and your supplication, which you have made before me. I have consecrated this house, which you have built, by putting my name there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. As for you, if you will walk before me as your father David walked, in integrity of heart and uprightness, doing according to all that I have commended you, and will keep my statutes and my ordinances. Then I will establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever, just as I promised to your father David, saying, You shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. But if you or your sons indeed turn away from following me, and do not keep my commandments and my statutes which I have set before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them. Then I will cut off Israel from the land which I have given them, and the house which I have consecrated for my name I will cast out of my sight. So Israel will become a proverb and a byword among all peoples. And this house will become a heap of ruins. Everyone who passes by will be astonished and hiss and say, why has the Lord done this to this land and to this house? And they will say, Because they forsook the Lord their God, who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt, and adopted other gods and worshipped them and served them. Therefore the Lord has brought all this adversity on them. Okay. So here we have... Right here, we have um, 10, 15. Now, there's some errors on this chart, but you'll have to figure them out, okay? <laughs> so we have 100 years, 200 years, 300 years after Joshua said, you can't do it. You need to obey me. Listen to what the scripture says. 300 years later, David is telling his son, Solomon, Solomon, you need to pay attention to what God says. And you need to be obedient to His words. Now David wasn't perfect. We know that. But God said, He's after my heart. I know His heart. I know His heart. And Rhoda just went read, God went back to Solomon and He says, if you disobey me, we're going to do something. I will do something. Now Karen's going to read a little bit more. It's in the same basic time frame that she's going to read. 1 Kings 11. 1 Kings 11, 1-13. Now King Solomon loved many foreign women along with the daughter of Pharaoh, Moabite, Ammonite, Edomite, Sidonian, and Hittite women. 
from the nations concerning which the Lord had said to the sons of Israel, you shall not associate with them, nor shall they associate with you, for they will surely turn your heart away from away after their gods. Solomon held fast to these in love. He had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned his heart away. For when Solomon was old, his wives turned his heart away after other gods, and his heart was not wholly devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father had been. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after Milcom, the detestable idol of the Ammonites. Solomon did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and did not follow the Lord fully, as David his father had done. Then Solomon built a high place for Kamosh, the detestable idol of Moab, on the mountain which is east of Jerusalem, and from Moab, the detestable idol of the sons of Ammon. Thus also he did for all his foreign wives, who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. Now the Lord was angry with Solomon, because his heart was turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice, and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods. But he did not observe what the Lord had commanded. So the Lord said to Solomon, Because you have done this, and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom from you, and will give it to your servant. Nevertheless, I will not do it in your days for the sake of your father David, but I will tear it out of the hand of your son. However, I will not tear away all the kingdom, but I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. Okay. God had told the Israelites not to intermarry. He said, when you go in these foreign countries, don't you marry these local girls. He said, you go back. We had precedent there. What did Abraham do? He sent his servant to find, to find a wife uh, for Isaac. Isaac did the same thing for Rebekah. He <coughs> and he wanted to keep it clean. And yet, God told uh uh, Solomon, he says, you're doing exactly what I told you not to do. What did Dan read in the, in the, in the Ten Commandments here? He says, I'm a jealous God. I don't want anybody to come before me. And what did they do? Solomon brought all these, all these wives in. Now what's claim to fame that Solomon had? He was stupid. <laughs> he might have been smart, smart, but he was stupid. He didn't do what God told him to do. Didn't do what God told him to do. So here we have uh, King Solomon. All right, Sandra's going to read about the two kingdoms, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. Now the rest of the acts of Solomon and all that he did and his wisdom, are they not written in the books of the acts of Solomon? In the time that Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel was forty years. And Solomon slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David his father. And Rehoboam his son reigned in his place. Rehoboam went to Shechem 
for all Israel had come to Shechem to make him king. And as soon as Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, heard of it, for he was still in Egypt, where he had fled from King Solomon, then Jeroboam returned from Egypt. And they sent and called him. And Jeroboam and all the assembly of Israel came and said to Rehoboam, Your father made our yoke heavy. Now therefore lighten the hard service of your father and his heavy yoke on us, and we will serve you. He said to them, Go away for three days, then come again to me. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam took counsel with the old men who had stood before Solomon his father while he was yet alive, saying, How do you advise me to answer this people? And they said to him, If you will be a servant to this people today and serve them and speak good words to them when you answer them, then they will be as your servants forever. But he abandoned the counsel that the old men gave and took counsel with the young men who had grown up with him and stood before him. And he said to them, What do you advise that we answer this people that have said to me, Lighten your yoke, for your father put on us. And the young men who had grown up with him said to him, Thus shall you speak to this people who said to you, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you lighten it for us. Thus shall you say to them, My little finger is thicker than my father's thighs. And now, whereas my father laid on you a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day. And the king said, Come to me again the third day. And the king answered the people harshly, and forsaking the counsel the old men had given him, he spoke to them according to the counsel of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. So the king did not listen to the people, for it was a turn of affairs brought about by the Lord, that he might fulfill his word, which the Lord spoke by Ahijah, the Shalonite, from Jer- to Jeroboam, the son of Nabat. And when all Israel saw that the king did not listen to them, the people answered the king, What portion do we have in David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel, look now to your own house, David. So Israel went out to their tents, but Rehoboam reigned over the people of Israel who lived in the cities of Judah. Then Rehoboam sent Adoram, who was taskmaster over the forced labor, and all Israel stoned him to death with stones. And King Rehoboam hurried to mount his chariot to flee Jerusalem. So Israel has been in rebellion against the house of Israel to this day. Okay. Now, the chart goes down. We have a divided kingdom. All right. Right here, at this time we're talking about, because of their rebellion, because uh, the, the little blue highlight is the order of the kings. So we start out with Jeroboam. She just talked about Jeroboam. He took the northern kingdom, and that's the ten tribes to the north. We've talked about this, you know. And the two tribes to the south we call Judah or the southern king, 
kingdom. It was Judah and Benjamin. And that's the tribes to the south. And so you see the kings there. They bent back and forth between the two. And the reason they did was because of their disobedience uh, to the Lord. And I've got bad, bad, good, good, bad out there. That's, that's how God said. And if you read those Scriptures, he, that's, what, that's what Scripture said. God said they were, they were against me. And so, stay on the left side of the page on King Judah, excuse me, on the, 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 the kingdom of Judah, until you get down to what the red highlight, Josiah and, and, and uh, Jerusalem, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> Jeremiah. Jeremiah reigned right here at uh, 641, but what happened here and you can see that on the right side of the page if you go all the way back to the bottom we had we had the northern kingdom was taken into exile they were who took them into exile who took them into exile go back to Isaiah Assyria took them into exile right right there Assyria took them into exile at 7740 Isaiah prophesied right before that and we've been through that and Jeremiah prophesied later and Daniel where we're getting to today prophesied a little bit later than that <clears throat> so take take your text right now um, I'm not going to have time to read the Jeremiah scriptures today but uh, get you a cup of coffee in a quiet place and look up those scriptures and you'll see what Jeremiah prophesied about the future. <clears throat> this is after they had been taken into captivity. We'll talk about that in just a minute. <clears throat> but I've got down there in red, <clears throat> 1491 to 608. From 1491 to 608, right there, 883 years, 883 years, God did what He said He was going to do I'll take all of them into exile. And he did that at eight. Uh, <clears throat> all, all of them didn't go at 608. The, the kingdom was totally dissolved at 588. And you'll read that when you read uh, the, the Jeremiah scripture. But turn with me, if you will, to 2 Kings chapter 24. It's hard to, to cover 900 years in 30 minutes. <clears throat> All right. 2 Kings 24. You with me? 2 Kings 24. In the days of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon came up and Jer Jehoiakim, his servant, for three years, then he turned and rebelled against him. Uh, you'll see that on the chart. <clears throat> okay. Uh, skip, skip to uh, to well. Let's go on to read verse two. And the Lord sent him bands of Chaldeans and Armenians and bands of Moabites uh, and Ammonites, and he sent them against Judah to destroy it. All right. Skip down to verse ten. At the time, the servants of Nebuchadnezzar, king of 
Babylon went to Jerusalem and the city became under siege. And Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, came to the city while his servants were being besieging it. And Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, went out to the king of Babylon, he and his mother and his servants and the captains and the officials. So the king of Babylon took him in captivity the eighth year of his reign. He carried out from there all the treasures of the house of the Lord, the treasures of the king's house, cut in pieces the vessels of gold which Solomon the king of Israel had, had, had made in the temple of the Lord, just as the Lord had said. Then he led away into exile, verse 14, led away into exile all Jerusalem and all the captains and all the mighty men of valor, 10,000 captives, all the craftsmen and all the smiths. None remained except the poorest of the land. God said, don't have any other gods before me. They did. God said, I've had enough. I'm going to take you into exile. And he took the northern kingdom here and the southern kingdom here. They took some of the people here. And that's where we're going to pick up with Daniel tomorrow or next Sunday. There. Chapter 1 of Daniel. Somebody got the chapter 1 of Daniel in front of them? Read the first verse, sorry. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. There you go. He came there and besieged it, and from then, Daniel's going to pick up. There's a lot in Daniel. I mean, there's two stories that we tell our children. What are they? Daniel and the lion's men in the fire furnace. You know, there's stories there. And yet, on your sheet, I've got down here, on the very last sheet, on the, on the, on the bottom, I said Ezra and King Cyrus, king of Persia. We talked about this in, I, in I, Isaiah. This going to come up again in Daniel. That the Lord sent them back. And that's what Jeremiah, the scriptures in Jeremiah are talking about. He said, for 70 years you're going to go and you're going to be in captivity, but I'm going to bring you back. And Ezra and Nehemiah, Ezra went back to build the temple, Nehemiah went back to build the wall. Folks, the scripture is good. It's better than any novel you can find sometimes. And it's true. And just like God has dealt with the Jews of old, He hadn't changed. He's going to do that with us. If you obey Him and trust Him and lean upon Him, He's going to bless you. He's going to give you a home in heaven like Gil's looking forward to. It's going to be worth it all when we see Jesus. Thank you. God bless you. See you next week. Our heart will.